0: Welcome in, Hokies, to episode 278 of the Tech Sideline podcast. Today, we're going to talk about one of the hottest topics in college sports NIL, name, image, and likeness. College, college athletes making money from their fame and their status. We've got a special guest today, Jim Petrine of a Virginia Tech NIL organization called The Hokie Way. We're going to talk to Jim about what The Hokie Way is, how it works, and how it's transforming the Virginia Tech NIL space. And shedding a positive light on a subject that has sometimes gotten some bad press. I'm TSL founder Will Stewart, and this is the Tech Sideline Podcast. Tech Sideline is presented by First Bank and Trust Company. If you like the Tech Sideline podcast, then you like First Bank and Trust Company. Their presenting sponsorship of TSL makes it possible for us to employ, clothe, house, and feed our army of interns that make the TSL podcast not only possible, but good. First Bank & Trust Company is the bank that puts you first. Visit firstbank.com to learn more. So speaking of our army of interns, we have a, a small crew today. It's me and Jim Petrine on set with Nick Brown producing. Nick, thank you for coming in uh, on your vacation from school. So ladies and gentlemen, let's say hello to our guest, board president and the driving force behind the Hokie Way, Jim Patrine. Jim, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, thank you, I enjoy it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, right. Jim,
0: we're going to get to who you are and why you're so awesome here in a second. Uh, but first, <laughs> first a brief intro to the topic of NIL. Okay. So, most of our listeners and readers know about NIL, but we always have some people that don't, and they're here to learn. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read four paragraphs, the intro paragraphs from our Tech Silent Virginia Tech NIL guide, which can be found you're not gonna believe this by Googling Tech Sideline Virginia Tech NIL guide. So if you ever wanna read the rest of it, yeah. do that. So let me read you the first four paragraphs. On June 30th, 2021, the NCAA approved a name, image, and likeness NIL policy. This, so it's about a year and a half ago. This policy allows college athletes to be compensated for their NIL. In other words, college athletes can now use their fame for profit via endorsement opportunities, public and personal appearances, branded merchandise sales, and more. Now the rules for universities are complicated, but in essence, colleges cannot set up, create, or administer the NIL opportunities for athletes. So this must be done by outside organizations that are not part of the university. So around the country, this has led to the creation of aptly named collectives. The collectives accumulate, a collect a pool of money, typically in the millions of dollars, from one, Businesses seeking to align themselves with athletes in exchange for promotion. Two, big money donors seeking to provide funds to increase the size of their athletes' money making agreements. And three, smaller donors crowdsourcing who have the same goal as the larger donors. The collectives then sign college athletes to contracts that pay the athletes money in exchange for the athletes' services promoting businesses, creating awareness of causes, selling merchandise, etc. So that's the basics of NIL. So Jim, knowing the basics of NIL, let's pretend you and I have just met and we're at the team hotel at a road game and we're getting ready. We're on the 15th floor where we're getting ready to get on the elevator and you've got 15 floors to tell me about what the hokey way is and give me your elevator pitch. So to put you on the spot, go.
1: All right. Well, my first question would be to ask the person who's asking the question, how much do you know about the NIL world? Because this pitch is totally different depending on what you know. But I, I know a fair amount. So okay, a fair amount. All right. I'll start out with how then the Hokie Way is something I think is special in this NIL ecosystem. It is that our organization, number one, is a charitable organization. That's where we differ. different. Um, we're not a collective. We work with collectives in order to facilitate the money to the student athlete. But our number one difference is that we are a charitable organization, a 501c3. We are looking to u- utilize the name, image, and likeness of student athletes to help charities. That's the key difference. And it's pretty simple. Our, our goal is through charitable work using student-athletes. So when
0: I hear that, and, and I've studied this stuff, and this is, this is what I tell people to differentiate. Um, uh, so you are going to, in, in, in one sense, you do serve the function of a collective to collect money. Correct. And cha- your money is going to wind up going to student-athletes. Correct. But only for promoting charitable causes and organizations. So, if you've got, say, a car dealership and you want athletes to promote your car dealership, you don't come to the no. hockey way. No, you go to one of the collectives. Collectives, right? correct. So, right. every bit of money you guys collect and, and use for these uh, promotional purposes, that you use it to promote charitable causes and organizations. Correct.
1: Right. I, to give you the full speech, too, is. Uh, and first thing I tell everybody, go to our website. Right. That tells you more details. Thehokeyway.org. And we'll uh, paint it out to you. We have a five-step process of your money comes to us. We then work with the collective. We then w- work with partners. We have a request for partners on our website. So these are organizations that would like to hire um, hokey athletes to do events for them. Also, um, the the final steps of being, then we work with collectives, like Commonwealth and Triumph, right. uh, who are then doing, are engaged with the student athletes to do that final fa- facilitating of them doing the work for the charity, and thus, uh, our money then gets to the student-athlete.
0: Through money. the collectives. So so Correct. you align with charitable organizations, but it's up to the collectives, be it Commonwealth NIL or Triumph NIL, to get the athlete to do the work. They're the ones with the contracts with the athletes. Correct. So, so you might turn to Triumph and say, hey, such and such an organization wants uh, – two or three Virginia Tech basketball players to uh, appear and, right. and and promote their organization. Right. So you just turn to Triumph and say, you know, we've got uh, however many dollars to make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to use these basketball players and then Triumph, for example, kind of takes it from there.
1: Yeah, right. Yep. I can read some off of some of the applications we've already received probably to give you a better feel for just what these student athletes are doing.
0: That's great. And I do yeah. want to get to that. Okay. Uh, I do want to point out to people something that you said, you are not a collective. Yeah. And that's why I referred to, to the Hokie way as an, as an NIL organization. Um, right. So what is it that let's drill down into that just a little bit? What is it that makes you not a collective? What's the distinction between a collective and what you
1: guys do? Well, the Probably the biggest technical difference is we don't directly have contracts with student a- athletes. Right. The collectives have that and do the advertising, do the, the work yeah. of actually paying the student athlete and getting them to do the the filming, the 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 uh, media work, so production that, of
0: graphics, all that production, sort of thing. All that. Yeah.
1: What we have is a memorandum of understanding with our collectives that we work with that they will take care of that final step with the student athlete and they'll do that for a minimum amount of money we currently have it uh that they'll do it at cost of a maximum of 12 i think that's a key thing in our fundraising mm-hmm. is that if you give us a hundred dollars uh, you know 88 Dollars are going, hopefully, going to the student. At least eighty-eight dollars. Yep, the collective is only taking twelve percent at max. They they have to show us a cost to for that money. Right. They're they're not looking to make profits off the Hokie way. That's a key thing.
0: So one of the questions I get a lot is uh, I'm going to get into your board a little later. There's nine people on the board. It's an impressive board. And one of the questions (laughs) we get when NIL comes up is the fans ask us, okay, so I donate to the Hokie way or I donate to triumph or I donate to Commonwealth. How much are they scraping off the top? Right. So let's get to that right away. When you donate to the Hokie way, let's say you guys bring in $200,000 worth of donations. Let's just throw a number on it. How much of that goes to your board members and, and your people involved in your
1: organization? Zero. The board, the board is making zero. In fact, uh, I have checked the latest number, but all of our board members are mostly donating. We're all fellow Hokies who have supported Hokie athletics yeah. through different ways. Yeah. Um, but the Hokie way does not pay any board members. That's so you great. hear
0: that, everybody? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Just,
1: and I will qualify that one way. Obviously, we had startup cost. Right. One of those startup costs was we had to have a lawyer do all of our application work for a 501c3, which was quite a bit of work. One of our board members is Jim Cowan, um, who is a lawyer. He did all that work and then sent us a bill, had to, because legally you have to do that. And we then uh he then donated the money right back in other words he donated his work so technically it did show he had to show a billing for his legal work right and then he donated his services back to us right so so that becomes
0: a tax write-off for him for for, yeah yeah
1: but yeah uh
0: but so that's that's great it was really important to me to get that out of the way because people are learning about nil and that's one of the common questions that they have so Um, you've gotten into some of this. Well, first of all, let's say donations to the other thing that differentiates the Hokie Way as a nonprofit is donations to the Hokie Way are tax deductible.
1: Biggest key fact,
0: Which is not true if you're donating to Commonwealth or to Triumph. You know, sorry, I don't want to paint them in a bad light. Yeah, right.
1: That's more a business expense. That is People are looking for businesses doing that type of work. Yeah. I've always felt the biggest difference here. Um, if you don't mind, I, I started out trying to learn about NIL early on and name and likeness being that I was trying to help Virginia Tech. I've sported Virginia Tech all my life. I've been a Hokie club member, you know, paid all the different dues, done all the different things. Uh, but this, this new world, I was trying to learn about it. And as we learned about it, Hot Route Triumph came out. And uh, so I wanted to help. I said, wow, this is going to be a game changer. So I wrote a check early on to Hot Route. And when I wrote that check, I really didn't have a good feel for what I was writing it for. I said, so they're going to come back to me and ask me what I'd want to spend the money, have the student athlete do. Because you have to have the student athlete perform some type of work to get paid right and at some point if you write a check to commonwealth or triumphs they say what do you need the student athlete to perform well if you're a business that's easy you know you say well i want them to help promote my car business or this business or that business but if you're just a hokey fan who just wants to help your student athletes in your program you're like I don't know. Do I want them to come? You know, cut grass at my house? No, <laughs> that that, that's, that doesn't work. No, yeah, yeah. What what am I doing here? So it's kind of it's kind of tough for those who don't have a business to promote to get behind the name, image, and likeness process. So that's when my wheels started turning of saying, you know, Hokey Nation is is a good nation fundraising source. We are good as a group. Generous. Yeah, we are very generous. Our fans turn out no matter what. As a group, we're we're very good. We don't have the billionaire or the, you know, big money people, but as a group, we turn out in masses. And I said, there's got to be some way for the masses to be able to easily get involved in this and chip in and be good for them. And that's when I started thinking about the charitable organization part. And uh, it just hit me, Ut prosum, to be honest with you. I mean, we are always trying to do positive at Virginia Tech and have a positive goal. And in fact, early on, <laughs> um, we we were thinking about calling the organization Ut prosum. But, uh, we had to do the correct rules of checking with Virginia Tech uh, and making sure what we were allowed to do, and they said, "Yeah, that didn't sound quite right."
0: Most people outside don't know how to pronounce
1: that and anyway. Right. So. I'd never get it right myself yeah. either. So, <laughs> uh, but so we had to come up with different ways, and we even had to get the official OK to use Hokey in the name.
0: Right. Every time every time I see your logo and the name, there's a little TM next yep. to the word yep. Hokie.
1: Yep. Yeah. So we've, uh, as we started this organization, we've done the arm's length communication with the university. Make sure we're doing the proper things, yet they're not directing us because they can't direct us. Right. So we have to, though, make sure what we're doing and we're trying to help, what is okay and that that's how we ended up coming up with the hokey way
0: so you so (laughs) what i hear you saying is that it you you did what you felt was the right thing you donated to a collective but it didn't it it wasn't quite flipping your switch the right way you wanted something that that you thought would speak to the heart of hokey nation to the mission of the university and that's when you came up with this idea and um i imagine you've spent I know that I know that NIL has turned tech sidelines world upside down. Absolutely, we we spend a lot of time covering it, doing projects and things like that. And I'm sure this has basically consumed your life since you generated the idea. Yeah. So, so let's get into. Let's let people know a little bit um, who you are, okay, and and why you decided to embark on this very time consuming journey, mm. um, all I know, all I really know about you, you and I know each other, but all right. I really know about you is that your wife, Debbie, mm-hmm. was the first female rector of the board of visitors. Mm-hmm. But that's really all I know about you. Which, what's your story? When did you go to tech? You know, yeah. what? what's your degree in? What's your life story? You know, uh, 30 words or less. Oh, 30 words or less. <laughs> all right. Well, luck. one paragraph. All
1: right. Well, I'm kind of fortunate in that I always knew what I wanted to do in life. Uh, i always wanted to own my own company and be a home builder. And um, I was one of those people who, uh, engineering was my only avenue because when, uh, when people looked at my SATs, they saw my math scores, they went, oh, wow, you can go anywhere. When they saw my English scores, they went, well, maybe not. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's keep you in the engineering side. Um, so mathematics, numbers, was my game so engineering was an easy yeah. decision for me so I what say. kind of engineering
0: degree did i'm you a civil
1: get... engineer yeah. at virginia tech that's my degree yeah. and um, i'll also say uh my other love was football i played football through grade school high school and walked on at virginia did tech. you really yeah what I, position uh, <laughs> linebacker defensive end but i was too small and i was also too young i was only 17 years old yeah everybody told me i should have gone to prep school for a year to prep and then go but being hard-headed i wanted to go straight on to college as a youngster so when was this who was your coach Oh, Jimmy Sharp—the end of the famous Sharp, the last year of the great Sh- Jimmy Sharp. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, how many, how many, how many years were you on the football team as a walk-on? Uh, Just the one? Uh, or?
1: That's why I hesitate to mention it. I have the shortest walk-on and walk-off career <laughs> in Virginia Tech football history. Okay. As soon as I got to five-hour engineering classes and those type of things, I went like, "Yeah, this is not going to work out as good as I was hoping."
0: Well, I got—I got a degree in electrical engineering. Engineering. So,
1: okay, man, you, you know, know that class work. Hit you
0: quick. Universities are a different world these days. Back then, they weeded you out, man. They, I remember sitting in engineering fundamentals, and, yeah. and the guy would tell us what to do. And when we didn't understand what we was, what he was talking about or what to do, yeah. he would just kind of chuckle at us,
1: yeah. like, "Well,
0: yeah. you know, figure it out." So All anyway, right. uh, so what years were you at Virginia Tech? When did you graduate?
1: I uh, graduated in 1980. I was class of '79, but I co-op part of the yeah, time so yeah. I'd, so I partially had a uh, extra year of what they say the uh, oh I forget what you call it uh, but my sophomore years were the best years of my life yes, <laughs> I yes. have a few extra uh,
0: so did you know. get an advanced degree no no, no so just... so you go out so you go out and you would you do start a construction company and
1: well it was 1980 when I graduated and interest rates were eighteen nineteen 19, and the yeah. world was a nightmare in the last of the Jimmy Carter years, so I couldn't start a company right away. But, so I went to work for um, Columbia, I guess, and then, um, believe it or not, Bath County, AEP, mm-hmm. worked at a huge power plant and did my, uh, learned things through mask major construction there. Yeah. But then, uh, but then after four years of that is when I could have moved to another power project job, or I could go out on my own. And I then took that chance to, I'd finally built up enough money, a little bit of money to make that move and start my own business of building a one house at a time yeah. on Smith Mountain Lake of all places.
0: Wow. So yep. yeah, I can imagine that went pretty well. So, so you stayed close to Virginia Tech and became, a, you know, probably a, Fairly significant donor, would you would you say?
1: Well, slowly over the years. Uh, yeah. yeah, Obviously, as I started out, I didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, I was a Hokie Club member from right off the bat and always came to home football games. Love coming back to football games.
0: So through uh, – now, you were never on the BOV yourself, none, no. none of that kind of no, stuff.
1: No, I've always been on the athletic side. I've never been a big – I always knew I had to run my own company because I was never – Never in wanted the, to sit in meetings. You no, know, being in the big board meetings and dealing with uh, that was not my cup of tea.
0: <laughs> so somewhere along the way, you you developed relationships and, and contacts to where when you embarked on a project like this, I mean, you have to have the support of heavy hitters at Virginia
1: Tech. Well, I've had good relationships with Virginia Tech. Both me and my wife has always given back. Yeah. and through various groups uh, i was a member <clears throat> sorry of the Roanoke valley hookah club for years and we did fundraising projects and we got to know people and heck going back to the old days of dave brain and dutch bachman believe it or not yeah at, when we first uh i was on the board of the Roanoke valley hookah club very early on right so i started being very involved in athletics side of the university from way back.
0: So, uh, appreciate all that background info. This is actually, I'm, I'm just learning right along with you guys. (laughs) Uh, so I I do want to talk about, I meant to take a break occasionally and talk about, um, the matching gifts program that you've got going on. So all month long, we've been promoting that now through December 31st, Uh, Any money donated to the Hokie Way will be matched by an unnamed mysterious benefactor in the Chefs, up to $200,000. So your goal this month was to raise $200,000, have it matched, Mm -hmm. and come away with $400,000 total. Right. So what do you have to tell us about that?
1: Well, I have to tell you some great news, actually. Uh, That program has worked very well, in fact, so well. Before I came here today, uh, we were checking the numbers, and we have already matched that two hundred thousand dollar goal. That's incredible. And, and I tell you, uh, we don't have the exact numbers, but a large majority, I'm glad to say, is small donations that we feel have come in f- through Size
0: For promotion on Texas, we've lines.
1: seen different promotion that you've done and different bumps when you've done it, and we've we've gotten a. Great response, which is what I was always hoping for in this program, that would be a lot of the masses, we're going to need the big donors, we're courting those also, that's more of a long term project. But believe it or not, what's crazy about this, we only got our 501 C three approval in late October, right? So in two months time, we've generated this kind of enthusiasm, which is what I felt I knew. Hokie nation could do. So because of that, before I got here, I also talked with the board and got another commitment made. And that is that right now I'm happy to announce that that 200,000 match since it's already been met has been increased by $100,000. So any donation that comes in now through the end of the year, which is Saturday, which is Saturday. So we're talking three days. Three days here. Any donation that comes in now through the end of the year will also be matched up to a hundred thousand dollars. Now that matching donor will actually make their donation in twenty twenty three. Right. But once we see how much we get in at the end of this year, we'll we'll do that matching donation. Now let me say a couple things about donations. Online, you can go online, donate up to midnight at 1159 on 1231. Yeah. You can also though, and we actually prefer this, if you wanna write a bigger check, if you're given more than a thousand or so, write a check, date the check before 1231 or earlier and get it postmarked before 1231, that's the key. You got to get it to the post office. Get it postmarked before twelve thirty-one. Even if we receive it a week later, which you know the mail, uh, it still counts for twenty twenty-two. Yeah, for twenty twenty-two, and you will get the donation um, notification from us to yeah. count against your taxes for twenty twenty-two.
0: So I have so I have a couple things to say about that. Number one, that is that's very exciting and impressive it is Fol- um, folks we're not talking about an organization that has 20 or thirty thousand Twitter followers or, or <laughs> anything like that yeah you're you're just getting started you're just getting started yeah. you've, you've been a low-key organization till now yeah. there is a there's a and I see this on the message boards all the time there is a fear amongst the Virginia Tech fan base that they can't compete right well let me tell you something four hundred thousand dollars in a month yeah. Virginia Tech can be competitive in NIL. I I read a, I told you this before we went on the air, I read an article the other day where, you know, we've all seen the headlines of John Ruiz at Miami dumping millions and millions into their NIL. And we've heard the story. I don't think it's true. The Texas A&M paid $30 million in NIL money for, for a recruiting class. Um, We hear stories like that, but I read a quote in an article the other day that, most athletic directors around the country, most Power Five athletic directors have said, you know, we have no more than $5 million across yeah. our entire athletic department in NIL yeah. money. Yeah. So it's not like every other school out there is piling <clears throat> up $10, $20, 30000000 million and Virginia Tech can't compete.
1: Right.
0: What you are telling me is that you're going to turn the corner into 2023 with at least what I will call a $400,000 war chest yeah, and more depending upon what people donate now through the end of the year. And we're not even getting into the money that's coming into Commonwealth separately, right? That's coming into triumph separately. Correct. And as this NIL effort gains momentum and you know, I would imagine that your organization, uh, you're, you're also going to approach, uh, larger donors. What you've done so far has been mostly crowdsourced. Right. Um, and when when you start imparting your mission to larger donors and maybe even some businesses it's going to speak to them so I think this is great this is a thing that's, that's really got good momentum so congratulations on on everything you've done and done and what you've been able to do so far um, now if you're watching the podcast live on YouTube I, I neglected to set this up ahead of time but once we archive the podcast we will have a link to the Hokie Way in the uh, video description click on it good. So somebody's, somebody's dropped it into the chat and we've, we've done this in uh, in previous podcasts, we drop it into the chat and we tell people it's easy and they do it. And and I've done it. It's crazy easy. I mean, you know, so one of the things we publicized was that tech sideline donated $2,000, which was matched. And so my thing about that is that's where 1% of your money came from. (laughs) So it's great that the other 99% has come in. That, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, So let's see, let's get into, uh, let's go back a little bit in the conversation. So the Hokie Way is going to partner with, or has partnered with uh, nonprofits. Correct. Um, You're taking RFPs, request for a proposal. um,
1: Request for partnership. Partnership, okay.
0: I'm from the engineering world, RFP is request for a proposal. I, yeah, I, I actually it, did work as an engineer.
1: Yeah, uh, I forget the exact terminology on there, but you're correct.
0: So ultimately, once you are fully spooled up, how many nonprofits will you partner with? Is there a limit on it? or We
1: want to start out with 10 and just to <clears throat> make it manageable. And then depending on what happens down the road, again, um, we'll see how that goes. All these rules, I love it. The best terminology <clears throat> I have for all this is we are flying the plane as we build it. Everybody is learning as we go. This building is Building the plane
0: as you fly it. Yeah, flying yeah.
1: the plane as we build it or building the plane as Either you- Either one works. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's complicated. It's not an easy task to do. So yeah, we have certain rules that will probably change. But to start out with, we want to have just 10 organizations so we could have a manageable amount. And we've requested, uh, people to go on the website and, and apply to do, um, to be our partner in this organization. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a typical one is like feeding Southwest Virginia.
0: By the way, we've left something out. You were only partnering with organizations in the Commonwealth of Virginia, correct? Or is Not that necessarily. Changing? Okay. So that may true. change.
1: Just currently right now, we've only done, uh, uh, I don't know if we want to make that a hard and fast rule. Okay. And the reason I say that is I envision that on Military Appreciation Day, we're going to want to have a very good military fundraiser as one of our partners. Right. And that may end up being somebody like Wounded Warriors or a more national group. Nice. Because- it just fits. Virginia Tech, we do a great, I mean, our long history of, you know, the Corps of Cadets. And every year we have Military Appreciation Day. Wouldn't it be great if we were also tied in with an awesome organization that was helping our vets?
0: So that's an example of something. By the way, we'll be here to help you promote that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's an example of something that would be timely and could extend to a larger national group. larger group, yeah. So where are you in the process of getting to 10? So give me an example of maybe. Right something now
1: happened. we've had four applications, and one of which just to give you an idea is feeding Southwest Virginia. And what they ask for is uh, for uh, student athletes who can make personal appearances at volunteer groups or servant groups and appearances at donor events to help support the mission. Also to help distrib- distributing food boxes, doing those type of things to promote, uh, to be sharing the work and educating about hunger in Southwest Virginia. This this is like a three page, you know, application that says all the different things. That, Very specific yeah, things. Uh, yeah. uh, how we'll get the student athlete involved, engaged in doing, uh, helping their organization. Another application came in is uh, uh, Special Olympics. They're actually asking for our basketball players to be coaches at some of their events to help their Special Olympic athletes. They would co-coach with coaches who are uh, qualified with Special Olympics. But they're asking for honorary coaches, and that would help promote the Special Olympics and that type of thing. So there's a lot of different groups that are asking – that have ways that the athlete will get involved in philanthropy work, not just asking for money. They're right. doing other things too, projects.
0: And this is really neat because you see it with professional <clears throat> athletes that they get their big contract and uh, they 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 a lot of professional athletes will start foundations. They'll right. partner with charitable organizations, and so the the discussion around college athletics for so long was, oh, the the players don't get paid anything. Right. And well, now that NIL has come along and players, uh, athletes are getting paid, um, you very quickly see their interest in the same thing that happened at the professional level. They they want to partner with charitable organizations and and participate in these kind of things uh, because it, it just it makes them feel better. You know, yes. sure they'll promote a business if you want to pay for them to promote their business, though. Right, p- particularly if you do something like uh, give them a car to drive, they'll promote their <laughs> yeah. car dealership. You know, <clears throat> but it's also got to be just they're going to love this, you know, once this thing really gets going and they start doing more and more of this kind of thing, um, it's just uh, the athletes are going to feel really good about this.
1: Yeah, I I like to say, I hope we have future NFL player uh, man of the year award winners come through Virginia Tech because that is a major promotion in the NFL. They always go back to which player uh, each team promotes somebody for Man of the Year, the Walter Payton Award, is who is giving back the most to their community. Yeah. And so they, we, you watch an NFL game, they, they promote that. It It's a big deal. That's Everything a huge
0: honor. Yeah, the, it's a the, huge honor. Yeah.
1: And that is what, one fortunate thing I've seen in the uh, younger people today, everybody say, well, younger people today, they're doing all these crazy things. Nine. Uh, I don't know the percentages but a lot higher percentage than ever are more interested in charitable giving good causes that type of thing and it may be because kids today do have a little more free time and understand they're they're fortunate to come to college but college kids nowadays are more understanding of giving back and i think that's a key thing Hmm. that this has
0: I think we could have a whole podcast discussing the psychology yeah. behind that, but I'll try yeah. not to, <laughs> try not to go down that tangent. So, yeah. so let's see. Um, looking at my list of topics, um, the next thing I want to get into is you know who is the hokey way, and, and we've talked about your your board of directors board. Hmm. Uh, on previous podcasts, but I want to go over them again. Okay, it's it's there's nine of them, right?
1: Uh I think the list, there's, I there's not, you're right. I think yeah, it's I'll not. Yeah. So if
0: you look at the if, the, if you, if you click on the board link on like a laptop or a computer, uh-huh. not your phone, yeah. you get three groups of three. And, okay. the, and the first group of three is what I call the three gyms. Right. There's Jim Patrine. Yep. Um, there is Jim Pierman who is your treasurer correct and and Jim is also uh, I, I don't know Jim very well. I know that Jim has been a tech sideline subscriber for forever yes and and I gather just from things I've learned over the years that he's a uh, has been a major donor to tech in the past yeah has been very involved yeah. And then the third Jim is Jim Cowan yeah. uh, who uh, did like you said did the legal work in setting right. all this right.
1: up. That's actually also our executive committee. I'm the president, Jim Pierman is treasurer, and uh, Jim Cowan is His secretary. secretary. Right. Yep, Yep. so that's the exec committee, yeah. too.
0: And then the the next group is two principals from the major uh, collectives, and Correct. that is
1: uh, Kelly, Wool-Wine Kelly Woolwine from, from Triumph. Triumph. Yeah. Now,
0: now, for those that don't know, you mentioned Hot Route earlier. Yeah. Kelly started Hot Route and then later merged, merged with Triumph. Triumph. Correct. So Kelly is, is a major player with uh, Triumph NIL. Yeah. And then there's Nick Rush, who is the head of Commonwealth NIL. Correct. So those two NIL, those two uh, um, collectives, going back earlier in the conversation, any money that's raised by the Hokie Way is it goes through those collectives to the athletes. So it makes sense yeah. to have them on your board and have them helping you shape policy and that
1: right. sort of thing. Right, right. And then the third one is uh, former student athletes. Br- well, no, you skip Bridget.
0: Yeah. Bridget Ryan Berman. Well, yeah. she's in a class by herself. Yeah, she is. She's. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 I've said this before on podcasts. If you've yeah. never heard of Bridget Ryan Berman, Google it. Yeah. She's, yeah. A, she's one of the more impressive Virginia Tech graduates that, I, that yeah. I've learned about. So how yeah, did she, she get involved and what's her role?
1: Well, she's in Pamplin. She also knew my wife and uh, also when we were setting this up, we were talking about people, we would like to get Pamplin more involved too in the whole name, image and likeness deal. So there's kind of some connections there that we kind of hit. And we thought she'd have some great connections uh, too. So, and she was very willing to serve, already is serving on quite a few Pamplin boards it's kind of uh, the thing if you're willing to serve on a any type of Virginia Tech uh, board or operation, they suck you in and get you into other things too. <laughs> so yeah, I'm on several of those boards. Any chance I could get a drink of water? I Nick, think can I'm going to grab a uh, bottle of water. Yeah, um, I didn't think about that earlier. Thank so, you.
0: So yeah. and then then so that is six people, and the other three. Are former Virginia Tech athletes. Two yes. of them you've heard of, and the third one you may not have heard of. Right. Two of them are Justin <clears throat> Robinson. Yep. And Tyrod Taylor, and the third is Jalea Tolbert. Is that her last Tolbert. name? Yes. And Jalea was a, a volleyball player from 2015 to
1: 2018. Yep. I think it may be pronounced Jalen. It's. I don't know.
0: I'll We've apologize. gone back and forth about this on the, <laughs> I, the want, okay. I need to find out yeah. it's spelled J A I L A which looks like Jayla, but then somebody yeah. told me it's Jalea. So okay. we have to get that right if we're gonna yeah. keep talking I about
1: apologize, her. because I deal I deal with her more by emails and stuff. Yeah. But been... So so what, what role do the, the athletes serve on your board? We wanted to get them, obviously, to get the student athlete side and also to promote what we're doing with student athletes, yeah. uh, and Gila um, also has already started a little business in the NIL name, image, and likeness world. So she's getting a good feel for what's going on out there too. So we so want there's some synergy feedback. there, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, feedback from all of them.
0: So that's um, a that's an impressive board, but I think it's I think the way you've built it is, yeah. is good. And how long did it take to put that together?
1: <laughs> like I said, the first thought of this came up last April in in spring game over cocktails.
0: <laughs> all the best ideas come yeah. over drinks. Yes, yeah, a cocktail party <laughs> uh, over the
1: spring game. And since then, which is crazy, uh, all this has been built. Uh, so it's it's been fast. So it's, it's. I, I forget, what was your question again? Uh, question how was, uh, how up?
0: long did it take to put the board together? And you basically told me.
1: Um, yeah, it was just a few months, uh, but I mean, from very first inception, um, we moved pretty quick to get, uh, check with different members, different people. And of course you had to put feelers out to see who would be willing to do. And of course, Justin and Tyrod were both hundred percent willing to jump on board, but said, you know, they're kind of busy right now. Yeah. Right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they're working with us, but they're going to be more involved after the season's over. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, those are guys that have pretty significant social media followings, you know. And Absolutely. Tyrod's name in particular carries a lot of weight. Yeah. And, and has yep. a lot of gravitas to it.
1: And he is very heavy in philanthropy too. Yeah. Another one who is that. So uh, I'm anxious for the. Well, I know he's not anxious for the giant season to be over. But, yeah. yeah. But when it's over, he'll be able to do some more things for us.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, there are other people behind the scenes that you want to give some credit to you before we went on
1: the air you had mentioned uh kevin jones kevin jones FNIL and, and yeah joba is our marketing company they're working and that
0: is for those that don't know that's yep. kevin's
1: design firm joe correct their
0: yep. their their major claim to fame is they designed the tech sideline logo <laughs> there you go
1: and all well they've also now designed the hokey way logo which yeah. uh you see up there which I, we really like, I think it fits the Prosum. It kind of fits the pillars of, uh, uh of what we're trying to do there. You know? But
0: from yeah. one of your descriptions, Kevin is one of those glue guys because he's involved in the process. He's a former athlete himself. He knows a lot of former athletes. So yeah. there, there are always people behind the scenes that get a lot
1: done, right? Even though
0: they're not listed on your board or anything like
1: that. Correct. Kevin uh, also works with Triumph by hiring athletes, so he's a yeah. direct link with the student-athletes, especially in football, of marketing. And his marketing firm is helping them learn what name, image, and likeness will do, help develop their overall you know, marketing capabilities. Yeah. So it's a perfect match for him to be involved with the student-athletes there.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Triumph is interesting because they, uh, they're more holistic. They're more of an, I think they call themselves an agency. Yeah. Um, and, and they do focus on the overall image of the athlete, not just, hey, let's sign contracts and right. hook them up with money. Right. And, and they are they are very strong in aspects like branding and things like that so right. it's uh so it makes sense um anybody else you want to give credit to that we haven't gone through
1: uh probably kelly woolwine who i think i mentioned already but he's he's been a a big force behind all this uh his uh company Ella, uh, evolution hr uh has always been a big supporter of virginia tech athletes around the Runham valley Hockey club he sponsors our events there all the time and he's been behind um, you know tech athletics a lot and he's really a driving force behind triumph and just working very hard and and i don't i don't know the exact makeup of triumph but i don't believe he's doing any of this to make any money off it either he's one of these guys who's doing it because he loves virginia tech athletes
0: yeah it's uh
1: his hard work um, I, I will plug one other person too, before I forget, we kind of jokingly go back and forth between, uh, Kevin and Robin, who, who's a husband, who's a wife, who's more famous at the time. Yeah. Robin does a great job with Joba, uh, uh, Robin Jones. Right. Uh, and she's in that marketing prop part and she's done a great job for us too.
0: We, we have partnerships with the Hokie Way and with Triumph, and I deal with Robin for both of them. Yeah. She, she's my gateway to everybody else.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. we so, started ke- teasing Kevin for a while there. He was going to be the less famous Jones there. In the
0: family, <laughs> As now. more and more time goes on, Robin uh, yeah, becomes more, yeah. more famous than Kevin. Yeah. So, so, Nick, um, I know you're not on the mic, but do you have, like, are there any questions or anything from the, the chat that we should answer? Just one asking if you built the Back Creek project in Bath County. So somebody <laughs> somebody wants to know if Jim built the Back Creek project in Bath County?
1: It's Bath County Pump Storage Project. And I was one of thousands and thousands. We, It was a big project. $400 million budget back in 1980. Wow. So we were spending a million dollars a day. It was a crazy project. Wow. Uh, but I was one of the... Uh, good gosh one of the people coordinating it
0: man that was a long time ago That was 40 oh, yeah. years ago
1: it was so, crazy
0: yeah
1: um uh, there was money going out the door faster than you can imagine <laughs> yeah.
0: so uh, so what's uh described to me the next year for the hokey way okay yeah. I, I do want to back up I think okay
1: Skip um nick rush yep we were talking about people who need uh nick is a great contact for us also because he's was uh, a politician. He knows some of the political ins and outs of this thing. And I do want to give credit with Commonwealth. He is doing a great job. His focus has been a little more on the basketball side. Yeah. Um, but but he's done a great job with us also.
0: I've known Nick for about a year now. I think it'll be a year in February. I think he first reached out to me in February. and. Uh, as a former member of the house of delegates is right. I think that's, yeah. You know, yeah. so Nick does know a lot of people and have a lot of contacts. Yeah. The other thing I like about Nick is when, when you've been in politics like he was, he's, he's very level headed. Nothing surprises him good or bad. Yeah, You know, it's uh that, that's a good person to know that yeah. isn't surprised by anything because they've been in politics and have seen it all. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of my favorite things about Nick. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, so let's go, go back to the question. What, what is the next year going to be like for the Hokie way? And, and by extension, one of the things I want to ask you is this is a new thing. Correct. Not just you guys, but NIL in general. Correct. And so there is excitement and momentum for it, yeah. but, o- but over time, this is something that has to be done every year, you know? So, so tell me about the, for lack of a better word, sustainability of something like what you're doing.
1: Well, that's where we get into the bigger donors who you you have to cultivate over time. Yeah, uh, the the world is changing, and fortunately, Witt understands. With that. Babcock. we've kind of had this discussion that the the battleground of uh, how student athletes will come to schools has just changed tremendously. I gave the example earlier of. Of naval warfare for years and years and years, where was throughout history was battleships or, or starting from armadas was you know the the ships who could fight each other. You line up next to each yeah, other, fire, fire cannons, fire, fire and cannons, and do the, yeah. that from you know long. To, yeah, the armadas all the way through to the battleships of the Bismarck and whatever. Suddenly, this warfare has changed aircraft carriers have come involved. Yeah. It's a total different game changer. Uh, what was, who had the biggest, fanciest facility to impress kids, who had the waterfalls in their weight room or all these crazy things that different schools were building. The sleeping pods in the locker room. Yeah, and- it, it was crazy. What, the money that universities were spending to try to attack, uh, get, attract student athletes that was one down. of their
0: best recruiting tools, yes. right, the way they could separate themselves.
1: And they were spending millions uh, on facilities that just impressed. Well, we now, that's no longer going to be the case. If you go with, uh, as said this before too, if you go to the pro locker rooms and the pro facilities, they don't have the fanciest stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you know, the pros pay it, get paid. They're not looking for, you know, who has something to impress them to go work out in. So it's a whole new game changer in that we have to have facilities, obviously, and we have some very good facilities. So we're in good shape there. But the future is not necessarily and let me say, this is my words, not the university's right. words. So let me qualify that. But The university was getting ready to do a huge hundred million dollar fundraiser for totally redoing Castle Coliseum. I got a feeling that may not be the future. Uh, We will need to redo Castle Coliseum somewhat, but that price tag is probably gonna change a whole lot. There's gonna be an emphasis on name, image and likeness. And this is where the crazy rules, which uh, we have here, which say the do's and don'ts, become a real problem. The university cannot be 100% involved in NIL. NIL. This has to be somewhat separate. We have to do a lot of this stuff at arm's length. But the university needs, needs the money to go to these NILs to get to the student athletes, more so than the $100 million renovation. And how that works in the future, again, is all, who who's smartest and who can deal with this the quickest is gonna be at a great advantage.
0: Yes, anytime the landscape or the ground shifts underneath you, yes. who responds to that the best? Yes. And, and man, and NIL is one of the biggest things that come along in college athletics ever. Ever. You know, there all, all the previous changes were you know, I can think of, for example, the SEC starting their SEC championship game and expanding to twelve schools, right. and signing big TV contracts. These are things that changed college athletics over the right. years, and this is another one.
1: You this know? one is going to be the biggest one, I think we've seen in our lifetime. To be perfectly honest with you.
0: Yeah, I'd like to live a lot longer, so maybe I'll see something. I'll see something <laughs> yeah. later. You know, yeah. like. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So. Um,
1: and, and it, like I said, it's also the key part of this is it's a huge advantage for the schools that get it right yeah. first. And uh, uh, wit gets this, I'm glad to say. Uh, he, he is understanding. We are cultivating what we can do big long-term to make this work long-term. Yeah. And that's key. Uh, he's understanding and he's. And that's something he'll have to navigate. Right yep.
0: Because, because you know they've been getting the feedback from donors where the the Hokie Club goes to the big donors that they've always gone to. Correct. And now the big donors are, are I don't want to use the word distracted, but there's something else that's drawing their attention
1: and, and, and the need. Yep. And uh, Hokie Club, uh, we talked about this earlier, um, has to continue funding scholarships scholarships you're talking about over 16 million dollar budget a year yes and just scholarships Yep. it's the transition i think is going to be more the heavy dollars for facilities i agree Uh, with that that's and and again this is my thought process
0: yeah so uh and so I, i think i i think i was guilty of being worried about nil and and worried that tech couldn't keep up and couldn't compete. But, but literally in the last two months, I've, I've come to feel a lot better about it. There's so much, there's so much out and out falsehoods out there. And we talk right. about the stuff that like that whole Texas A and M story that was taken from a message board post, Jim, that wasn't even a real <laughs> report. And then yeah. it gets passed around as gospel yeah, yeah. and as truth. Right. And so NIL is something mm-hmm. that over time it's, it's slamming up and down like this, it yeah. will level out. Right. Um, you know, but I've learned, first of all, in the the last couple of months, I've learned that there aren't necessarily enormous resources at a lot of schools around the country. Some Mm -hmm. there are, but not every power five school. But the second thing I've learned is I, I I hear back channel info on how much money is being marshaled by the Virginia tech collectives in your organization. And it's a significant, it's a competitive amount of money. So to me, this is very encouraging. And I think part of it is, you know, what you guys are doing. There's a lot of players that rushed in NIL quickly, but I feel like the, the path that Virginia tech organizations have taken has been more measured Mm -hmm. and more, and I feel like now they're all coming together. So congratulations to you guys on getting everything in place Mm -hmm. and just continuing to execute.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's been mind opening or mind boggling to me to see the change. Again, I've been around athletics for a long time. I've always been a tech fan, so I've been fortunate and over the years have done, as I've been able to make more money in my personal life, have been able to give back more. So I've always loved giving back and have done, helped with, for example, Merriman Center. I helped with the uh, redo of that. That was what we needed at that time. But now to see this change of what the new game is going to be, is uh, mind-boggling. But you know, I think we talked about it earlier. I, my first gut feel wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, when people started talking pay for play, that type of thing, it it, it 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 wasn't great. But then when you, I've started to see a lot more of the positive side of this. Yeah. How much how many when you think about it, how many student athletes do not go on to the pros and to say well they get a scholarship yeah that, most of these kids though are coming from pretty tough a lot of them, yeah. backgrounds and a scholarship is great but hopefully they get a scholarship that can really help them and not you know we all heard the stories of some schools giving them a scholarship and basket weaving and they get out of school and they don't have anything that they can do with it. So this is, this can really turn out to be a real positive for the athletes also, if you do it the right way.
0: And and so I get back to the Justin Mutz story where, where we did the uh, poster project with him. Yeah. And I, I haven't, uh, I was looking at old podcast notes. I yeah. haven't been gauche enough to put the actual number on it, but Justin made a lot. He made tens of thousands of dollars through that. Right. And he's, he's not posting pictures of himself on social media in a new car. It's actually when, when, when we talked to Justin at one point in the project, he started asking us how to invest that money. Right. And, and I, and I told him and people who listen to podcasts have heard this story. I said, buy yourself something nice. (laughs) And later on I said, well, did you buy yourself something nice? And he said, well, I got this sweatshirt. (laughs) So this is an example of a, of a, of a kid that gets it. Yeah. And and we all know Justin is a smart kid. Yeah. But he gets it, he's looking at the longer term picture and, and he's taking this money and he's investing it. Yeah. And I saw a headline the other, just probably this morning about a, uh, I think it was a basketball player who made NIL money and used it to pay off his sister's student loans or something like that. Absolutely. And you're yeah. gonna hear more and more of this kind of stuff. And Nick yeah. likes that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: pay off your student loans. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so more and more of this stuff's gonna start coming out and we're gonna start feeling better about things. It, like everything, NIL has its downside. Some schools are not managing this well, right? You know, and and we'll yeah. just leave it at that. The on-field performance is not matching yeah. the resources that are being put into NIL, so that yeah. that's a
1: disconnect. But um, go ahead. I'll throw in one more thing. Obviously, the uh, you have to have the whole program. One thing I love what I'm seeing right now about Virginia Tech and why I'm excited about supporting it. Is I love seeing what Brent Pry is doing. He is getting culture. We're not looking at just buying the high bidding for the highest player. He's he understands culture. We want the player who fits the Virginia Tech mold in the Virginia Tech culture that we have here. I, what he all he's asking for is to be able to compete. Right. He doesn't want to, if a kid gets offered 200000 somewhere else, he doesn't want to say, well, I don't have a dime to offer you. He, he's not asking to match anybody. But he's saying, I want to be able to, you know, come up with something for the kid and be com- somewhat competitive. I'm not going to try to outbid anybody, you know, especially the Ohio States and those guys. That's not the market we're trying to right. do this at. We need to be able to be very competitive with our uh, money there. And that's all he's asking for, which I love.
0: And the way I always talk about that is if you've got an accomplished player here at Virginia Tech, he's yeah. he's had a couple of good seasons. Correct. He's getting back channel offers and quotes right. from other schools. I love it. There's a there's a human resistance to change. Yeah. If this particular player likes it at Virginia Tech, yeah, he enjoys his teammates, he enjoys Blacksburg, he enjoys V T. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily match that offer. Like you said, just Correct. be competitive. Yeah. And and you know let let the athlete know that you respect what they've accomplished. Correct. You know and and so so I agree with all that. And th- the last thing I'll say about NIL is um, I get when when I think about where I want Tech sideline to go, uh-huh. what what I want to do with it, um, I think that Tech sideline has a lot of potential in the NIL space. Um, and it's interesting to hear you say that the couple hundred thousand that that you've raised this month, that a lot of it can be attributed back to um, the promotional efforts just through our website and our social media and things like that. And it just makes me wonder what's possible, Um, you know? so I just wanted to let everybody out there know that the gears are always turning, you know, I, I yeah. love projects. And that's why we did the mutts project. Yeah. Because it was possible. Right. I thought, wow, we are uniquely positioned to do this. Right. And we did it and it went really well. And yeah. I haven't forgotten that. It's not like I don't think about that, Yeah. you know, so I, I got all kinds of cool
1: ideas. Okay. Yeah. So is there
0: anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off other than click the link and donate?
1: Oh, wow. Click the link and donate. Uh, write a check mail it in we have that too if you're writing big checks because uh that saves us a few money we're we're trying to save uh every dime uh, to do this you're talking best. about credit
0: card processing
1: Correct. fees, right if you yeah. send in a check yeah that
0: three percent doesn't get locked yeah. off the top yeah
1: unfortunately that six percent actually through that once whatever yeah so yeah so if you're writing big if you're going to do a big amount please write a check and mail it in and you'll still get the donation in this year uh I really feel this is a positive moving forward. And um, like I said, I was around for a long time and did not have a good feel at the beginning. The more I've been around it, the more I've seen it, the more I've been able to see uh, Brent Pry and what he did on signing day, which you guys covered so well. To personally be there and see those families react to getting a scholarship from virginia tech and to see that mom and dad half the time was uh having to zoom in from work because guess what they still had to pay the bills they, yeah. all those families how excited they were to see those are the kids who were helping with this yeah. to get to see that personally that was a pretty fun thing anybody who hasn't been able to see some of the things from uh his signing day thing that was great that was really cool. and like i said brent Pry gets it all of our coaching staff wits done a great job god knows we can't couldn't ask for a better coaches right now Man. than then uh, mike young and what he's done i just want to support him yeah that's all i can say
0: so uh definitely go donate uh follow the hokey way on social media you guys are on twitter i know you're also on facebook mm-hmm. um and we are, we're really looking forward to, as this thing gets off the ground and we start seeing the athletes promote these charitable causes, we're really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be neat. And I think that's going to draw people together. So, oh yeah. Congratulations. And thank you for coming on. And thank you. Folks, that'll do it. That wraps up episode 278 of the Tech Sideline podcast. Thanks to Jim Patrine, And uh, we'll see you probably next week. Uh, have a happy new year.